Hey, everyone, how's it going? I'm just jumping on before the episode starts to plug some dates that you'll be able to catch me uh, performing stand-up around Brizzy and the Gold Coast this week. I'm thinking about jumping on before every episode now and doing this just because most of the time I get to the end of the episode and I've uh, forgot to tell you guys where you can find me to uh, tell my stupid little dick jokes. So you'll hear one of these before every episode, but we'll touch on it a little bit more next week, I reckon. But this week, uh, you get me on Wednesday at the Atrium Bar at the Star Casino down the Gold Coast. Uh, that starts at 7 and then I'm shooting over to the Avenue at Surface Paradise straight after that, which kicks off at 8. So that would be sick to see any of you guys there. And then on Friday the 12th, I'm at the Mill Hotel at Spring Hill. Uh, that one kicks off at 7pm. So all three of those shows... I'm trying a couple of these new jokes that I've been talking about on here, so more than likely I'm going to bomb my dick off, so come and have a laugh at me or a laugh with me. Either way, it's going to be funny for you guys. And then also, just want to give a bit of a uh, quick shout-out to a company that's reached out this week, Toei Thongs. Um, they're an uh, Australian thong company. I think they sell some stubby coolers and all that as well, but um, yeah, I don't know about you guys, but every time I think about feet, I get a little bit toey, so... Uh, go support these guys. They've supported us this week. They've been nice enough as well to give us a little discount code. So if you go to their website, type in TOEY15, that'll give you 15% off all their thongs and everything on the website at checkout. Um, and yeah, let them know that, that we sent you. They also wanted us to let you know that they offer a subscription service for their thongs as well. So if you're like me and you forget to, if you have a blowout or something and you fucking spend the next 12 months in the same old pair of thongs. These guys have a subscription service where you can sign up and every month to six months, I think they said, they can uh, send you out a new pair of thongs, which is fucking ideal. But anyway, go give those boys some love. They've given us a little bit of love. So support the boys and get ready for this week's episode. See you later. We're off to a cracker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Used to the first drink. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody had one sip. Cheers. Yeah. yeah, cheers. Yeah. Thanks for coming, boys. Cheers. Yeah. No. We got uh, we got Mick Wells and Luke Lewis here today. Um, I guess we can introduce you as Diablo's comedy as well. Is that, yeah, yeah. Is that how you guys are travelling these days? Yeah, that is, a, is us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A, me and my a, comedy it's wife as well. Yeah, a couple names. Yeah, yeah, nice, beautiful. Yeah. I finally uh, finally pinned you down in the holidays while you aren't doing six million gigs every. Every two minutes, we decide to act- act- actively take a break. <laughs> yeah, we actually said four weeks. Fuck it, look, mm-hmm. this is yeah. this is. Uh, is that how long it's been? Four weeks. We're taking four weeks, so we finish mid December and we go back and we open the three room spin jam. Mm-hmm. So we go uh, Coomera Boathouse Monday nights, yep. seven o'clock mm-hmm. weekly, uh, just near Dreamworld, and then we go Tuesdays we do Parkwood, mm-hmm. which we start a little later there at seven thirty. Yep, and then on Wednesdays we're doing the Pimpama Pavilion, which is beautiful. Yeah, beautiful. It's been yeah. been a ripper, really. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'd, I'd never been to that. I lived on the Gold Coast. Grew up here. Lived here. Never been to Parkwood Tavern. Right. Never been to Parkwood Tavern mm. until we started doing comedy there, and it's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. It's such a good venue. Yeah, yeah all three venues are sick. The only yeah. one I'd been to prior to 
doing like a room for you guys was the boathouse before. Is that for the titty girls? Was <laughs> uh, that for the poker My Tuesday? parents listened to this. <laughs> so yes, night. it was. That's, hi, James's mum. <laughs> yeah. Titty nights are Tuesday. Yeah. Skippy yeah. nights. I, yeah, that was... I went there once for that and once for my old boss's birthday. So, yeah. Friday. Yeah. <laughs> have, you, like, have you ever got five minutes into one of these podcasts and someone's gone, I've got to take a shit? <laughs> no, not yet. Yeah. You want okay. to be the first? Yeah, no, no, no. You, you were good. You, you, you got on toilet train. You yeah. Said to, you offered him straight up. Yeah. You, you looked at him right. straight away and thought, yeah. incontinent. He needs, he needs yeah. to kiss. That yeah. Yeah. clearly the tray was a bastard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you thought, yeah. painter, he's normally pissing against a wall. Yeah, yeah. for sure. I, I have been curious of this because I know you're a painter. Mm -hmm. Are you a house painter, car painter? What kind of house painter? Yeah, okay, a, sweet. Uh, yeah, I thought so because I remember a gig a couple months ago. You were in the back corner dropping eye drops in your eyes, and I was like, "You're like, there's paint in my eyes," and I'm yeah. like, "Must be a house painter just looking up." Yeah, I was spraying, and all the paint gets in your eyes. You can't wear goggles because the paint gets over the goggles, mm -hmm. and then it becomes a trip hazard. Yeah, right. Because you've yeah, fallen over everything. When we um when we renovated this house, it needs re-renovating now. But two things I said I'm never because we did pretty much ninety percent of the work ourselves. I said, I'm never doing tiling and I'm never doing painting again. Oh, you were going to say both of those. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they fucking suck. Good yeah. decision. Yeah. yeah. My wife ended up doing the tiling. So. Good girl. <laughs> yeah, man. I know. Jesus. Yeah. You've got her trained. Hey, I was, I was doing it and her yeah. dad was a tiler. Yeah, yeah. And she's looking at me. She's like, that's not how you do it. And I'm like, well, fuck, show me how it's done. And then I'm just sitting behind her going, oh, yeah, you're doing good. You know how some Next thing, the whole house is done. <laughs> like, like maybe have a conversation with, uh, you, with uh, the giving birth. You're just sitting behind you. Yeah, doing good love. <laughs> yeah, doing yeah, good. yeah, exactly. Yeah, sometimes you have a conversation with people and it's like, are they listening or are they actually just waiting to talk? Mm -hmm. You tell me your wife did the tiling. I'm just sitting here waiting to talk. Yeah. It's like, did you have to borrow knee pads or did she already own the set, mate? <laughs> she already had them. They're in our top drawer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Go on. 100%. <laughs> so you've got all this silk, silk sort of marks on yeah. your uh, tiles. 100%. 100%. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you're a you're a real estate agent by by day. Yeah, I actually I actually worked for Ray White for ten years. I've yeah. been a real estate agent for twenty, but I worked for the same um, Ray White on the uh, Northern Gold Coast for like nearly ten years. Mm. And uh, and there, yeah, just they had a they had a few changes in their business, and one of the guys I worked with for for a long long time, like the entire time I was there. Yep, uh, we were both sales managers. Is um, he he passed away? He had leukemia and he uh, he passed away, which was pretty tragic. Yeah, for sure. And we just had a good thing, you know, when you work with people and you just yeah, you know, you'd like two pistons up and down and you exactly um, work together well. So he he passed away literally uh, Christmas Eve last year, and that probably gave me the impetus to have a big rethink just about life in general yep. and uh, what I wanted to do and not because uh, he had a family like I did. He had two young boys and he had a daughter from. Uh, his previous marriage, and it was so, so it was a very sort of it was just a solemn moment about wow, you know, yeah, tomorrow, how many more sunrises he got, and it was a big rethink. And 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 part of that definitely drove the decision just to go and hey, I'll, I'll set up, I'll go away for myself, and I'll go and do what I want in my life because, yeah, how, how do you know, yeah, exactly, how do you know? Not it's, to be it's too crazy, serious, not to be too serious about it, but genuinely. How the hell do you know, 100%. Yeah, it's crazy that it takes mm. us a massive moment like that to just. Like get our ass into gear, sort of, so to speak, and just Absolutely. make it happen. Because um, that's basically why I started comedy and podcasting. Is like the I wanted to do comedy since I was like eighteen or so, or like realistically earlier than that. But eighteen was when I could get into pubs and shit. And um, from when I was probably sixteen to 
fuck, when did the last sort of biggish thing happen? I don't know. I've had I've had little instances that I've spoken about on the podcast before, of, and that's why I called it "Can't Get Any Worse." Of little moments like, um, yeah, we, we had a home invasion here. I don't know if you wow. guys have heard that yeah. story. Okay, uh, people came into the house dressed as cops, had me and my wife on the floor, guns to our temples, blah blah blah. I'm trying to write a bit about it, but it's coming out too crazy. <laughs> you know what I think happened? His missus had strippers coming around and then he was home. <laughs> yeah. like, it's a home invasion, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretend it's a home invasion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then um and then the whole COVID thing happened and that's that was my kick in the ass. Like I think a lot of people was to just go fucking just have a crack. Like have a crack. Yeah. What's the yeah. worst that could happen? Yeah, do it. Yeah, for sure. But well, um Well, I suppose for us, you know, while we're off having a crack, mm. we uh, <laughs> it was on the M one. And uh, just at the end of November, mm. and doing it, you know, living the dream. Yeah. And uh, and a drunk driver nearly decided to uh, end it all for us. Yeah. yeah. It's a fucking. I saw the picture. So um, we spoke previously to the show. You've yeah. got this is so we we get the guests to come with a can't get any worse story, right? Are you going to stick to mixed story as well, or you're going to go with your separate one? No, I'll go with mine, I think. Okay, yeah, sweet. Yeah, well, let's go mix because we're already yeah. balls deep into it. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Well, it was 22nd November, right? Yep. And we're coming back from Pimp Mar Wednesday night, comedy gig. Mm-hmm. So it's about, oh, we finished up 9.30, so packed the gear and we're on our way. And, and we're on the M1, uh, heading towards just past Streamworld. And Luke and I are just chatting in the cars, man in the car, gears in the car. And uh, we're in the old... Lesbian special, the Subaru Forester. <laughs> nice. And uh, I love the stigma that car's got. Just <laughs> it's amazing. Everyone knows that's it, the lesbian amazing. car. They yeah. reckon. They reckon one of the reasons that model did so well is because lesbians bought it. Yeah. Like they just thought, oh well, I'm a lesbian now. I've got to buy a Subaru Forester. <laughs> well, every time, every time a car drives past us, someone's always looking in. To- Oh, Jay, look yeah. at those butch lesbians. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're, yeah. They're, looking, they're looking at the passenger side and go, oh, Luke's transitioned. He's gone the whole way. Yeah. He's, he's gone the bearded warrior. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, that's why Titties he's my comedy wife. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're in a Subaru Forester every time we go to comedy. For sure. But, uh, yeah, no, it just got shunted from behind. Like, oh. uh, and it was like someone literally rammed us. And we're doing like 100Ks. So I was put the governor on because mm. I'm up on speed and ticket. And, uh, yeah, 100Ks. We just got random and then we started swerving. And I just said to Luke, hold on. And I'm just trying to... We were in the left-hand lane. Yep. So I'm literally trying to just steer left, steer left and steer left, stay out of the other lanes. Mm-hmm. And then we're spinning. Crazy. So we're spinning and we, we went around two or three times. Yeah. And we've literally ended up just half off the pull-off lane. Right. And half in the left-hand lane we was in and still. Yeah. And then so we're half off the road where you pull off. And there's three lanes of traffic just sort of flowing. Mm. You know, it was busy enough. Yeah, yeah, But for we sure. just didn't want to go out into the other lanes where yeah. it might have been wiped out by a truck. Yeah. So we were lucky. So I'm looking at Luke. Luke's looking at me. I'm like, ooh, that was lucky. Stuck the hazard lights on. And then we thought, what the hell happened there? So we got out, walked about uh, 80, 100 metres down, back down the highway. Okay. And there's a ute, a two-seater ute in the ditch. And there's a dude stuck to the steering wheel like this. Mm. And I saw a P plate and I'm like, oh, it's only a young kid. And so I said to him, you're all right. And then we got out got this kid and I said, hey, mate, you're all right? And he was clearly in shock. And I said, what's your name? And he told me his name. And his car was still running. And he's he's about four to six feet deep in a ditch on wet grass and mud. Mm. So he's literally landed on a marshmallow. Yeah. The car looked like it wasn't yeah. wrecked yeah, yeah. in any way other than obviously where it struck us. 
And I said, you're right. I said, you're in shock, mate. Turn your car off. Just turn your car off. You know, it's fuel leaking or whatever. Mm. So turn your car off. Turn the car off. And he's just gone, my life's fucked. And I'm like, well, from where I'm looking, mate, you're in one piece. Mm. And he goes, no, I missed my depression appointment this week. I thought, oh, okay. Well, that's pretty fucked up, mate. You hit ass. Yep. But anyway, no worries. Let's just focus on the fact we're all here. I said, mate, I reckon you ought to buy a Tats Auto ticket. Mm. You're, you're here. Yeah, yeah. And that's coming from the guy that you hit. Mm-hmm. And he was like, no, nah, it's fucked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nick was afraid he was going to run out in front of traffic. Yeah, oh, I literally oh, right. was ready. Yeah. It was that so, bad. Yeah, so the yeah. tow truck driver said, he's about 60 kilos wet. I said, come on, mate, get out of your car. Take the keys out of your car. And he goes, no, nah, I've got to get out of here. And he's like, and I said, mate, you're not driving anywhere. I knew he couldn't drive. Yeah. Regardless. Mm-hmm. And uh, I said, come on, mate. And he got out of the car, threw his keys over on his passenger seat. And then the tow truck drivers turned up, the ambos turned up, and I said to the ambos, he doesn't sound right, and I was worried about him doing something to hurt himself. Mm-hmm. Um, suffice to say, Luke was a bit less sympathetic at yeah. the time. Just <laughs> that's, been, that's what I'm thinking as you're saying he, this. Like, he, you seem to be the nicest guy to he, run into. He Well, I don't know about that, <laughs> but, but I had more sympathy than Luke. Yeah. Luke was more along the lines, and I don't want to quote well, him backwards. Yeah, okay. Yeah, he was. He was. He had a sore side. He was all stretched yeah. and out of shape about the idea that he was going home late and still have to get up early to paint. Yeah, yeah, right. So go get paint in like, your eyes. He was like, "Nah, fuck him. You're <laughs> <laughs> nuts." Yeah. And uh, and I said, "Well, you know, we're all alive. That's the main thing." Then the police turned up, and then his dad turned up, mm. and that was the best part because yeah. that explained everything. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. His dad walks up to him and punches him in the face. (laughs) (laughs) Like, this scene just turned into, like, The Sopranos real quick. Yeah, yeah. And I've gone, what the... Anyway, so the tow truck driver's gone, his fucking old man's hit him. And I've gone... (laughs) Anyway, so I've walked up to his old man. He's only a short little bloke, and he kind of looked like... Give him another hundred years, and he looked like Gimbley from Lord of the Rings. Yeah, right. you know, he's on his way, but he wasn't. Yeah. He was. He was in his immature stage of being Gimbley. That's what he <laughs> described him looking as. Pubescent. Yeah, <laughs> pubescent Gimbley from Ooh. Lord of the Rings. And I said, "Mate, he's just been through a car crash." And he goes, oh, "I'm gonna fucking kill him." And I went, "Mate, he's your son." And I said, "That's coming from the bloke he hit." Mm. He goes, nope, I'm going to fucking kill him. And I turned and he said, father of the year, and just walked off. Yeah, yeah. I was like, we just stayed away then. Oh, yeah, no. belted yeah. him. Didn't, so didn't even, uh, he got to the scene, didn't ask for a story or anything, just straight in, bang. So we exchanged details with the copper at this stage. Yep. And he had a P-plate on. And I thought, I also said to Luke, I said, I think he's on something. Okay, yep. And so the cops tested him. Anyway, he'd been drink driving. He blew numbers. Yeah. And so the cops arrested him. Well, the next day on Facebook... Marcus Thorpe sent us this link that was on the Facebook bulletin story, yeah. and it and it just he just put in our names and just tagged us, yeah, yeah. And it said that they arrested him. A young drunk driver allegedly was arrested after a crash on the M1. It was no alleged, yeah. And, and, and well, it's for the papers, mm. and allegedly, you know. And then uh, allegedly, we're good comedians, mate. You know, <laughs> if we was in the GC bulletin, it'd be allegedly we're comedians. But and and it also said that he got that angry that he ripped the door handle off the inside of the cop car. Yeah, right. So okay. he, was, he was in this depressive little shock mode, mm. and then once they arrested him in the car, he, he, he let out his inner, yeah. inner millennial. You know, he Fuck just, yeah, no his way. anger at the world. and Yeah, just ripped the door handle off the cop car. So Crazy yeah. shit. Yeah, so he had to go to court. And, and the worst thing is, the car was insured for about 25 grand. Yep. 25 grand car. 
This is your one, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't know what the average earning of the typical Australian lesbian is, but <laughs> yeah. the car's 24 hour grand. Luckily for you, that's our target audience. Yeah. <laughs> My lens works. Yeah. <laughs> That's why Luke's here. Yeah. He's absolutely, he's absolutely exactly. dog bait, this guy. He's full-blown dog bait. And, uh, <laughs> look at him. Yeah. He's dog bait. I've, I've got a heap of lesbian friends. heap of lesbian friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's because I'm, I can name I'm two friendly. Oca- I can name two occasions you've been propositioned by lesbians last year. One said you've got a great dad bod. I won't name her. I won't embarrass her. But... And she said, you've got a great dad bod and I'd love to give it a run. He said, oh, that's right. Yeah, you won't embarrass her either. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. yeah let's yeah, keep it that way. Yeah, yeah. but... The, the it was an easy transition. Titties and a cock. <laughs> yeah, look at you trying to put them all back on solids, mate. Just, just, just against the uh, Subaru Army. So, yeah, so what happened is, $25,000 car. Mm-hmm. Anyway, they said, at Subaru, parts got to come from Japan. It's going to take months... Here's a hire car, mm-hmm. and they said the repair's going to be a week later. They said the repair's going to be ten grand, Fuck. and then the hire car. We, it happened twenty second November, and they said we're not going to get it done till the twenty second of January. I thought two months hire car, a couple hundred bucks a day. Mm. That's probably about ten grand a month. Yeah, it's six nine grand a month or something. You know, it's yeah. still three hundred bucks. And then I thought because they gave me a brand new car. Yeah, yeah. And and then I thought. Why wouldn't you write it off? Anyway, I've just been told it's 22nd of um, February now. Yeah, right. So I've had a hire car. I'm going to have a hire car for three months and a 10 grand repair on a $25,500 car. That's nuts. And he's not insured because he's void because he's a drink driver. Yeah. He played. Yeah. He played it with with alcohol. Yeah, yeah. So I... I, um, And I fucking... Whenever I... This is another one of my can't get anywhere stories. Uh, This is the other big one that I... Think I mentioned to you when you told me about this story originally. So I was at one stage that dickhead pee plater, and I fucking still to this day hate myself for it. But um, long story short, because again I've touched on it on this podcast multiple times, uh, I got sent away for work up near Emerald, and uh, we were there for a week. Right, we went back to our tents. Our boss had us sleeping in tents, and there was torrential rain. We got back to our tents. There was three inches of water over our mattress. So the tradie I was with was fucking incoherent. He couldn't even speak or anything. And then he, I go, well, he's not going to drive, so I'm going to have to fucking start driving the truck back. And about three hours into the journey, a kangaroo jumps out on the fucking road. I've swerved to miss it and rolled my boss's brand-new work truck. Yeah, the cops got there. So the tradie obviously woke up then going, what the fuck? Um, somehow got it back up on its wheels and got it bogged, much like old mate. Um, off the side of the road and we've just got out with our dustpans and shit and we've started trying to dig the tyres out and I've just heard sirens speeding down the highway. I'm like, fuck, just laid back in the mud. Yeah. But, yeah, they, um, like... Who'd you piss off drink- to have to go to Emerald? <laughs> I was the apprentice. I was the cheapest. <laughs> that, that was the other fuck part. Like, it, again, I'm not taking anything away from what I did. I fucking own it. But the boss sent us up there with a completely overloaded truck. So if I got pulled up on the way up, I would have been fucked as well. You would have got a ticket. Yeah. Um, and also, I was coming back that Saturday and I, he was sending me back to Emerald on the Sunday because I was the apprentice. I was the cheapest and fucking blah, blah, blah. Long story. Wow. Yeah. Um, so I ruined that little plan for him. He ended up having to pay a tradie to go up there and finish my shit. Yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, same deal, sort of. Did that end your apprenticeship? Yeah, ended everything. Ended yeah. my apprenticeship, lost my licence. 
same yeah. deal. I thought I was fucked. Dun, dun. Parents obviously weren't stoked with me, but mm. didn't dad didn't punch me in the face. Um, so there's drinks drivers. I got done for low range. I think I was point point zero zero six. I think. Yeah. So and I was on my piece, so I couldn't legally have anything anyway. So yeah, yeah, yeah. so lower than Lindsay Lohan. Yeah, for sure, hundred percent. Surprisingly, my dad was less pissy at me for that than when I crashed the VK Commodore that he fucking got me <laughs> for my first car. Yeah, because he, he had to pay for one of them. Yeah, not, yeah. not the truck. Yeah, well, same deal. The I wasn't in, I wasn't covered by insurance because I was a drink driver. So for the next year or so, I had his insurance company calling me going. How are you going to pay for a fucking eighty thousand dollar truck? And I'm like, I lost my apprenticeship. I lost fucking everything. I got nothing. And then, yeah, just fizzled away. What they didn't chase you? Nah, I I eventually re got an apprenticeship. All that a couple of months later, I called them back and I go, look, I've got a job now. Can we set up a payment plan? Blah blah blah. And they're like, what's your uh, what's your customer number? And I'm like, I'm not sure because it's with my old boss. And they're like, well, we can't do anything without a customer number. And I'm like. Well, I'm calling you to try and arrange something. Are you going to call me tomorrow and say you want it? And they're like, oh, we can't say. And then never heard yeah. from him again. Interesting. Until now. So, yeah. if time, <laughs> yeah. so if times get tough, you're just going to get a random call from an insurance company yeah. and say, we're scratching for money here. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. found your old file. Yeah, exactly. How long ago was that? Ah, uh, fuck. Uh, 2011? Mm. Yeah, Seven so. Seven years have passed. Yeah. Wow. I'm in the clear. I'm, yeah. I'm good. So now the statute it's, of limitations. Yeah. So now Look it's you two bush lawyers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I bet they're both wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, but one. yeah, fucking crazy shit. So I sort of know how that kid feels. But again, he was a fucking dickhead for doing it. So he was. Yeah. What's your What's your story over there? My story. Well, I'm intrigued. Before we go to your story, yeah. I just want to say how much you've learnt your lesson because you've got this magic wall of piss <laughs> in your garage. Like, yeah. uh, you can't see it on the podcast, but he literally has Donald Trump's wall that to keep the Mexicans out made completely of alcohol bottles yeah. that are semi-full yeah. or full. Yeah. I've, uh, He's oh, learnt his lesson, I was, about to, I was about to say, and no tequila, but there is a bottle. Yeah, there's tequila over there. I'm not much of a tequila. I want to get into tequila because I've heard it's like... The healthier fucking spirit. You're, but like, you're, you're like the alternative to money. You've got the wall of cunts down there, and here you've got the wall of piss. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I don't know why. I just started when I was like, I don't know, 17 or so. When you finish your apprenticeship. Yeah, yeah exactly. What am I going to do now? Speaking um, of mine, yeah. how is that battle going? Uh, I think we've... I think we've somewhat buried it. He's coming on in a couple of weeks, is apparently. It, so, it? Oh, did you say you buried the hatchet with Mamone? Possibly. And the Northern Poss- Rivers boys. Possibly. Scotty right. Fowler. He seems to have uh, kept his little mouth quiet down there for a little bit now. He so. knew what was best for him. Yeah, exactly. I think we rev him up again, didn't we? <laughs> yeah. Well, have you, do you think his name actually is Mamone? No, you know, well, if someone someone from Melbourne mm. moves to Byron Bay, they always change their name, don't they? Yeah, yeah. To well, make themselves sound more spiritual. Yeah, you know, Dur- during... Paul Jones. It probably is. Yeah. During the whole conflict on here, I was calling him uh, Paul Momoa and Scotty Flowers. Flowers. Oh, <laughs> wow. So, is that uh, the best you can do? I think we can do better. Yeah, what do you hey, got? Mamone, if you're listening. He is. Nah. He listens James everywhere. challenges you. Yeah. Yeah. James challenges you, Mamone, to a, to a shuffle-off. Yeah, to a shuffle-off. I say that they both start at one end of the wall of piss <laughs> and try and drink their way to the middle to see who wins. Yeah, That's right. let's That's fucking cool. do it. I think uh, listening to his podcast, I think he was on a little stint of sobriety for a little bit, but 
We can crack him. The wall of piss will yeah. fix you. I'll, I'll lock that door well, when he gets in here. You've seen his TV ad, haven't you? Or the YouTube ad where he's licking the toad. Is that his TV series yeah, he did? Yeah, no, yeah. I, no, I haven't watched it yet. I want to watch it. No, you got to watch it. Yeah, I'll watch it. He's just gone natural because he's... And, and, and the truth is, we actually like Paul Mamone. Yeah, we had him yeah. on our, uh, we had him on the big show, Helensvale. He was, he was, uh, yeah, no, he did good. Yeah, he's a fucking top bloke. I had him. Um, he was the MC for my second show at the Rum Distillery because fucking, yeah, yeah. I, I just love the way he like can just riff with the crowd, sort of yeah. thing. Like he can almost get up with no set and just still yeah. have an amazing set. I, th- I think he should. I think he should film the next series of Haters Hill in front of the wall of piss. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. That, that's it. We've got a set piece here for you. <laughs> Definitely. I um, I had a little fun fact to present to you two. Yes. Go on. Uh, so back well, when Luke's going to tell his story. Yeah. Oh yeah. We're still going to get to that. Well, now that we're fucking balls deep yeah, in this one. Yeah. Yeah. Tell. So fun fact for both of you. Luke Lewis was the first person that I ever spoke to in the comedy community. Did you know that? No. No? So, no. Yeah. So you, you were both actually – Nah. So I – probably three months before I even did a gig, I came down. I saw there was open mic at the Saltwater Creek Hotel down oh, at Hollinsville. Okay. Oh, that's yeah. And I think you might have been on the show as well, well possibly. Show, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I brought the audience that night. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the, that's the other thing. All, all 11 of them. Yeah. Oh, it must have been a different night. Because no, I less, less no. was there. Yeah, I there was me and then a table of two, and I that was the, three night three three gigs happened there, and then they canned it. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah, it was only a couple. I basically came just to see what the comedy scene was like, and I just ended up being every comedian just talking to me, and I'm like, fuck, and I was like shy and like I'm still shy and yeah. awkward, but fucking I hated it. From now on, I'm gonna say, Luke, this is all your fault. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Every time I'm bombing down at fucking somewhere, yeah, yeah, yeah. you can look at him and go, "This is because you. of you." Yeah. We have a little tab running. Mm. This is, you've, you've prompted a conversation. Now. We have a little tab running. Luke, I say how many rooms Luke's killed. Really? Yeah. I, yeah, yeah. And there's one in uh, not killed at. <laughs> yeah, that would be impossible. Yeah, he's gonna <laughs> jinx it. But like every time we've done a room where it's then finished up, mm. and Luke was the MC at the cave in for. Um, uh, at Wool and Gabba, okay. I caused the cave in. Yeah, <laughs> the cave in. Caved it in. Yeah, and uh, Julio was uh, Julio was running the gig, and yep. Luke was uh, emceeing. I dropped him off, mm. went to another gig, and by the time I'd come back, he'd killed the room. <laughs> yeah. Good enough. Well, well, the audience, the audience was from the dance studio next door. Okay, all Brazilian. They're like, we don't speak much English. <laughs> yeah, and I'm up there talking about dick pics. Yeah, and yeah. All sorts. What's relatable? What can be universal? Amber Heard. Yeah. yeah Amber Heard shitting on Johnny Depp's bed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they understood that. Yeah. It was three three or four Latinos, four people who were in their 80s, and then a transgender barmaid. Yeah, yeah. That was it. That did, was you, did we blame you for the centenary? Did you kill the centenary? <laughs> no, because it went a couple more. With Liam. Without me. So did Liam you, were you there when the Waterloo died? See, we just yeah. As I said, so we keep pinning, Waterloo so was my first gig. We keep yeah. pinning dead rooms on like <laughs> you're a jinx, you kill rooms. Yeah, yeah. So I like the Waterloo. That was actually a fun little gig. Mm. It was, but can't say clitoris or orgasm. No, or can't orgasm. you? Orgasm. No, what happened is we ran the Waterloo for Liam one night because he was away. Okay, so we <clears throat> we ran it, and the and the the manager left to run it was about nineteen. Okay, you know, barely legal, and. Lot, nice little girl, and then they had a shift manager who was about twenty-two, and his name was Dylan. Okay, and Dylan thought he was Patrick Swayze from Roadhouse <laughs> because a customer complained, and he come over 
mid-show, and he goes to me, he goes, uh, got to pull him in and have a chat. <laughs> and I said, oh, I said, Dylan, I think the train's left the station, Ooh. mate. I said, we're mid-show. Yeah. And he goes, nah, nah we've had a complaint, got to have a talk to him. And I said, oh, what's happened? And he goes, oh, well, lady come out to pay a tab on the way through from the bistro, and she heard the word orgasm. <laughs> and I said, orgasm? I said... Obviously offended her. And he goes, yeah. I said, well, mate, strap in, because if that bothered her, I said, it's about to get real. Yeah. I said, if orgasm's the word, that he goes, it's got to be a line somewhere. And I said, an orgasm's it. Yeah. And I, I just did everything to stop cracking up in his face. Yeah, for sure. And what just, kind of woman hates an orgasm? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she, if she hung around, she could have had multiple. Exactly. Did you say, you're just lucky the fat dad from Logan isn't here to talk about fingering his dog tonight. <laughs> Ice bath. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah. What's this ice bath bath I hear about? Ice bath? Uh, yeah, I've been starting to have ice baths. Mm. Yeah, trying to improve my health a little bit. So you ice your body and yeah. he ices rooms, comedy rooms. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Nice. Yeah. yeah. But, um, and you just both feel better about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, after that after that show finished, I, I, um, I started walking back to my car and I was like, oh, fuck, if I don't go and just dip my toe in, I'm never going to do it. So I came back and you were... Rolling up leads or something, and I had a little, little chat to you. So, yeah, yeah. I reckon it's one way to fix those surf surf rats from Byron, What's Byron that? Bay. Is challenge them to an ice bath. Who stays in longer? Yeah, I've and got him. And do the podcast like while you're doing it. So, I've got him. Yeah. yeah. So flowers and and Mamone, <laughs> he's he's like they get in their ice bath mm. with their rope. And uh, and you get in your ice bath, and then like literally, who can who can last longer? I think they do different ice baths down that way, don't they? Yeah, 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 they do. yeah. <laughs> yeah that, absolutely. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, That's what they emptied into yes. when the cops turned <laughs> up. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Like that mad scene from Goodfellas. <laughs> so, that, so that's how you got into comedy. That's how I got into comedy. Yeah, I got did my first gig probably two or three months after that at yeah. the Waterloo when James Hansen yeah. ran well, it. Mine, mine was I went to tune up. Right. That was yeah. I didn't know comedy was on. Me and mate were pissed out of our brains. Yeah. Went to tune up. Walked in and it's open my comedy and mm. I'm just sitting there watching it going, these guys are shit. <laughs> you give it a go. So I gave it a go. Like not that night, but a couple of weeks later. Yeah. Oh shit! Yeah, it's hard. It's, it's crazy. Else, yeah, yeah. You think, oh fuck! I make my mates laugh at the pub. Yeah, nothing like it. It's nothing it's like an it. insane fucking skill, yeah. isn't it? Because yeah. the same deal at the um at the saltwater. Like I was watching some people get up and they were just like the shit they were saying just wasn't funny at all. And yeah. I'm sitting in my chair and I'm like, oh, I should get up. And I'm like, what what the fuck am I going to say? That like, <laughs> what was that young guy that did Helen's Park? I think it's Ben McKechnie. He's a young oh, guy, and he, and yeah, he yeah. yeah, and he does acting and stuff. Yeah, but, but really, like, he he went, he the nerves got to him. Yeah, and it was the first time I'd ever seen a, co- a comedian bomb their dick off. And, yeah, okay. And the nerves get to him really badly. And it was poor old Ben. And what happened is he he just reminded me of that scene with Arthur Fleck in the Joker. Mm. You know, where he's he's right in the middle of it. And he's loving it, mm. and everyone else is like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> This guy's on his way to being a serial killer. Yeah, 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 and, like, yeah. And, and, I, and I felt for him because you know that, that he's, a, he's a good, <laughs> yeah. kind-hearted guy, yeah. Ben. Yeah, definitely. But, but I remember feeling fear about the whole thing for the first time, and I'd been yeah, doing this for a few home years. We were scared he was going yeah, to... Really? Like, yeah, really? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's just like, wow. It was, re- it was real fear of like saying, like, that's how, that's how bad it could be. Yeah. What? And then you go, he did his best. Yeah. He, you never, yeah. you realise after you go, you don't know any of these people mm-hmm. or very few. What was that guy? They ride it off. What was that guy that did Raw before you? 
Oh yeah, yeah, the naked guy. <laughs> he did the voice. He did the voice like he was Andy Kaufman or something. Yeah, true. And I walked up to the stage and just caught out of the corner of my eye, in my head, as I looked to the right. He's there in a bath towel on stage, and I thought, no, he wasn't. And I've gone up to the backstage, and then there's clothes on the floor, and <laughs> Katrina Davison is cowering in the corner in the feeder position near sucking a thumb huh? because she's had to share a one-metre square space behind the stage with naked man oh, as he's got her dress. And I looked at her and mouthed her and said, Did that, that guy's naked, isn't huh? he? And she goes, <laughs> <laughs> And I've gone, wow. And then I've gone, oh, how do I find a space... In your one square meter over there, well, he comes out <laughs> past us both. How do I, how do I avoid having this like touch me? Yeah. You know? like, At least you can tell when he's had, when he thinks he's had a good set. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. And the best, like he nearly killed the sit down, you know, mm. <laughs> and uh, if not quite. Was he completely starkers? Yeah, with the towel there. Yeah. Okay, right. He so he left the towel. On. Yeah, I thought he must have walked once he walked through the curtain and just dropped the towel. No, <laughs> this no, is me. No, I thought he was going to. But anyway, Tuck I went back. on straight up. I went on straight after him, and I thought, oh well, it's really hard to top that last act. And I just started unbuttoning my shirt. Yeah, yeah. And I got a laugh for that, which mm. was good. But I mean, it's not part of your raw set. But really, I got to admit, it, it, it threw me a little bit. Yeah. But oh, uh, it would. But we, it was just like it was just like oh yeah. My even, uh, even if I'm awful. Mm. That was just weird. My I've raw, never seen him since either. My raw heat. Once. I've Once. never seen him since. Raw heat this year. I don't know if you guys heard the the whispers, but I was in the heat where uh, one of the guys dropped the N-bomb at sit-down. Oh, no. Yeah, it's the first place I've seen, like, obviously they're all over it. So he he was having an awful set and saying some very – he obviously didn't read the Brisbane comedy rules before he fucking got up. <laughs> didn't read the Bible. And it was already, like, tiptoeing, and then he drops the N-bomb. And sit down has just cut the sound, cut the lights. Like the place just went pitch black. And I was like, "Was he black? <laughs> no, white. Oh, yeah, yeah, drunk, okay. drunk, older white man." And like, really? Yeah, yeah. Edge, oh. edge lord. Yeah, that's yeah. what he said. He's no, just old racist. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He started going around, going, "People don't, un- people don't know comedy." Blah blah blah. And I felt bad for um, uh, who was on after EJ Man was on after him, oh. and he's once they've cut the lights, he's come back past the curtains crying. And she's had to like comfort him before she's gone up for her. That would set. be AJ. She'd be she'd be that yeah. good. Mm. She'd be that good as yeah, a yeah. yeah. I think it was EJ, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, and then you, you were the first person to ever record one of my sets, and I think oh. it was like my second or third set. Yeah. Which I still to this day, I'm too scared to watch back. Yeah. Yeah. It's it probably is. buried in your phone one day. If I ever do make it, you can go I'm look at this. I generally deleted them for the room, but I used, okay. I used to just airdrop them to the comics if they wanted yeah. them for their own. Feedback. Yeah, I don't. I don't record people now without saying that if you want. Without that permission, that's. I watch. Yeah. I watched back my one of my first ever sets. It was my raw set, so I did tune up twice, then did raw. Okay, right, and I'm dropping these jokes about. Well, they're pretty graphic, like you know, like you get up there and before you work out how comedy exactly, works. yeah. And I'm dropping these jokes about a lady on. What's that TV show, um, Embarrassing Bodies? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, lady had two vaginas. Okay. Right? And I'm talking about that, and this table over here, guys are laughing. But I look down in front of me, and there's a table of, say, 40, 50-year-old women, and they're pearl clutching. <laughs> like, looking at me like, mouths open, and that just killed me. Like, I was like, oh, yeah. fuck. You know? And I gave up comedy about for about two months after that. True. Yeah. Fuck, yeah. I'm, I'm so glad I'm... Like, it still sucks to bomb, but I'm glad I'm somewhat at the point where I can... 
touch on some new material, and if it doesn't work, then fucking whatever. Here yeah, comes the dog. Embryo, the, with, with the running rooms, we found that embryo is that people go, you know, my mate told me I was funny or mm. I'm funny at parties. And that is somewhat of a spark to, to get into it. Yeah, definitely. And and they're very sensitive at that point. So we, what we try to do is we is we utilise the boathouse probably the best way this way is we normally give people 10-minute spots. So I've driven down from Brisbane or they've driven... To get there, yeah, we like to give people ten minute spots so they can really explore their material. That's mm. a, that's a great place to spawn new material. Hundred percent. There's a few cheeky tradies there that'll give you back, but there's no malice no. in the boathouse. It's yeah, just it's an a awesome place. Awesome place to try people. new material. Yeah, and and so what we'll try and do is if we haven't seen them before, that's probably the place we'll we'll give people five, and mm-hmm. it's good for them to know. Even watching this, I guess, is that you know that's a great place to try and get five to get you started for sure. And. Um, and yeah, but we do see a lot of young comics now record their material and try and put it up yeah. Yeah. on YouTube and things. And I think only it's a, I'm only one opinion. Everyone's yeah. got one, I'm sure. But I, I would think it's not the idea necessarily to put your stuff up early days. It's just use it as feedback. Yeah. Until you're comfortable that what you're producing is no nothing against recording it, but what you're producing is actually reasonably or yeah. it's got it's got a good thirty second cut in it or something. And part of that reason is is probably selfish even is because sometimes our branding goes with that. We've seen some videos yep. go up and our own branding's on and we're like, well, based on this, if we had our way, we'd say no one record. Now, we don't want to stop that. Yep. We don't want to bring in rules. and Definitely. The more rules aren't necessarily better, but we just say, hey, like Brad, Brad Pearson did a cracking one. No, he did a cracking mm. riff and it was about... There was this woman who was about sixty plus, okay, and and ghost white blonde hair, and he just he just threw this line out and he goes, oh, where did crack Barbie go? And the whole joint just <laughs> erupted. There was probably thirty people oh, in there, and they just erupted. Yeah. And yeah. she was she was off the show. Yeah, like it wasn't it wasn't alcohol. It was something more. Yeah. And he just said, "Oh, where'd crack Barbie go?" And it just went off. <laughs> and he used that little snippet on his promo. I think terms. I saw that. Yeah, yeah, and it was great. It was a great little promo, mm-hmm. and it, and, and the guy had the branding on it. And you're like, no worries. Yeah, a genuinely good clip mm. he produced for himself. Yeah, and and had us in the background. So we were like, yeah, cool. But a lot of that falls down when people are doing the first two gigs, and then they want to put it on the net because, they, and it's like what you're actually doing is probably burning your support. Yeah. Potentially, because they look at you and go, ooh. I'm so glad I haven't posted any jokes yet. And that's – I've said it on the podcast before that this year I want to try and post a little bit here and there just because still to this day, I'm sure you guys experience, they're like, oh, send us one of your jokes. And it's like, come and fucking watch one of my sets. It's completely different to to watch a video on your phone and go, oh, James is a fuckhead. But if you're in the atmosphere of a fucking – a room and other people are laughing, you're like, oh, fuck, James – I, pref- I preface this story by saying this, though, that we're about to release something on this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> we're about to release We're about to release some material and make a little announcement on this podcast. So, The OnlyFans everyone's been asking for. Well, that's the one Luke's been <laughs> talking that, about the one, one, no <laughs> the one he makes no money out of that he started during the pandemic. Oh, yeah. Where is equality, you know? Like, mm. Well, all I've been doing is squishing dog food with my teeth. <laughs> And just having it ooze through my toes. You'd be surprised how many people watch You it. would be surprised. Yeah. I do notice you've got a shinier coat. <laughs> I do, I do. Looks like you're having yeah. a seizure over yeah. there. Yeah, to, well, that's a thing. I'm getting you on the next one because I need worming. 
advice. Oh, you need yeah. to some women. But yeah, we are about to release a. Uh, we are going sketch comedy. We've uh, we've made a little sketch, uh, and and uh, aptly named it "The Devil Made Me Do It." Yep. And so uh, we're going to be releasing episode one uh, exclusively on. Uh, can't get any worse. That's uh, it. The, the place to release shit. With the great, I think, I with think the great it's so, James so cheesy, so corny. It makes it great. Yeah, that yeah. I laugh at shit like that for <laughs> sure. Should, should we? Should we? Should we explain the premise a little? Explain the premise, and then we can watch the video if you like. Well, instead, just, I'd just like to just quickly say we still haven't got to Luke's story, which I'm dying to hear. But let's do this. <laughs> okay. So I don't want us to call call the episode before we get Luke's story. Well, my word counts up after this. Clearly, <laughs> I've been told. Uh, but yeah, no. Essentially, the the premise is that we are uh, one of us is God. And one of us is the devil. Okay. And we won't say which is which, because that will ruin a great surprise. Yeah. Uh, and and the premise of it is is that as God and the devil, we're reviewing 2023, and and obviously the in memoriam list of uh, dead celebrities. Yeah. And uh, roll the tape. <laughs> All right, let's go. Let me get this up. You know what I should have done before? Check that I've got it uh, connected to the old roadcaster over here. Been a big year. Class of 23. Is your, uh, is your son still turning water into wine? Yeah, my son made this for me. When did he become a winemaker? Dunno. He disappeared for three days over Easter. I just assumed he was at a training course. So come on, 2023, who'd you get? Tina Turner. What? <laughs> but I've got Ike already. Exactly. Who did you get? Henry Kissinger. Been sweating on that one for quite a while. Also got a couple of those billionaires from that Titanic tour. What did they say? I couldn't actually understand them, you know. They said the same thing as that guy from Friends. Huh, what was that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. So oh, bad, it's so good. I love it. <laughs> and there you have it, the corniest piece of shit ever. And when we look back from episode 105 to episode one, we'll go, what the fuck were we yeah. thinking? Same thing with this podcast. Like That should be you on a T-shirt, you know? <laughs> you was you was gone. I, I actually I actually I've found like, Jesus. I, yeah. <laughs> Not on the show though. I um I for sure thought Luke was gonna be the devil. Yeah, yeah, no. But I like how you uh, bait and switched me there. Yeah, we did. Yeah. No, I like that. That's funny. I uh, <laughs> so how many of them have you got? Bank? Did you say? No, we got, got that one. Got that one. Yeah. We've got I'll we've got no. Too. We've got four in the we've got four in the in the can. Room. Yeah, but uh, that's the one we're releasing. Yeah, nice, yeah, sweet. So and if if we kill it at one, <laughs> <laughs> then may, then maybe it will spurn us on to do more. And if we bomb our dick off, mm. that'll be where we just put it in mothballs for a couple of months. Like yeah, yeah. No, it's fucking. It's worth having a crack. Like it's it's crazy the amount of things that go viral just out of nowhere mm. at the moment. Like, well, we literally we literally that took us. What you're looking at is one minute. Took us four hours. Yeah, because we had to buy all yeah. this shit and yeah. dress each other up and, and molest like the mosquitoes. Yeah, Holy shit, it's the same with this podcast. Like the amount of work and yeah. effort that goes into it that people don't understand. I guess like just the hours of editing and then the social media clips and all that shit just takes so long. And it's like, oh. I think I think the outtakes would be pretty funny because in the end we we're getting eaten by mosquitoes <laughs> in my garage. Yeah. yeah, we opened the door to let a bit of breeze yeah. in, and the mosquitoes came with it. And the yeah. mosquitoes, goes, "I'm fucking getting eaten here. We've got to finish this yeah. up." <laughs> it was, yeah, like you're trying to you're trying to read a line, 
And it's the only time Luke's complained about getting eaten. <laughs> anyway, it can't get any worse, Luke. You can yeah. roll the game. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, you yeah, want, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's fucking... All right, this one goes all the way back to <coughs> 1979. <laughs> <laughs> I was three years of age living in the south coast of New South Wales. Okay. I remember it. All right. Like it was yesterday. So I was down the beach with my parents, being in a coastal town, nude, as you do when mm. you're a kid, and we had this river mouth that would block up with sand, so it's all fresh, like fresh kind of water in, in this river mouth. Yep. And I'd always chase these toadfish. Anyway, I dug this hole out of, out of the side of the sand, chased this toadfish in, and as soon as I got the toadfish in, I've jumped down and gone, ha-ha, caught ya, like legs spread. Mm. <laughs> this toadfish is just like turned, looked at me, and just charged like a great white shark. True. And bit me on the dick. <laughs> really? Bit me on the dick. Fuck. The Rolf Harris's of toadfish. <laughs> Absolutely. SeaWorld, look out. Freakily. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Bit me, on, bit me on the dick. I jumped up, screamed. I, I can't remember if, if it was still attached when I jumped up, mm. but it fucking hurt, right? And, um,. I'm pretty sure that's when I was circumcised. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Circumcised and, and, by a toadfish. Yeah. And the stupid thing is, I did it twice. <laughs> what? Are you serious? I did it twice. And then the how, after, how'd uh, you get it off first? Your parents? No, I it just bit and sweat. Oh, I just. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not catch like and a, release. It's not like a movie where I'm running around with a toadfish <laughs> yeah, attached to it to take it off. Yeah. Well, toadfish that would make a great skit. Yeah. <laughs> 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 the devil made me do it yeah. <laughs> twice. Oh, I need, fuck! I need a good sized bass now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, man, God. but twice it bit me. And after the second time, my mother actually actually hit me. Yeah, knocked, yeah. knocked the fetish out of me yeah, before yeah. it started. No, and, no. And, now, and now, when he's naked <laughs> at the beach, you won't corner anything smaller than a barramundi. <laughs> no, exactly. Fuck it up. Nothing toothed. Yeah, I um. That's Watering fine. those heels again, are we? Yeah. <laughs> Remember those big Billy Bass? You press a button and start singing. Yeah, yeah. Had, the, had that taken off me too. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've got to play that every time we play, well, every time Here's we make a love. Song, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking um, one of my mum's favourite stories to tell, and it's like it's not even a good story, but she loves it. Apparently, when I was, I probably would have been similar age. I had this toy train set that used to go around. Apparently, I was sitting there stark as one day, and my dick must have flopped on the train track. <laughs> Could have been so fucking big, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you had the big train tracks. Yeah. To this day, I'm like, how did that thing reach the train track? Yeah, but yeah. anyway, um, yeah, probably used to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Apparently, the train ran over it and got all tangled in the wheel, and I started screaming and shit. Yeah. Mum had to put it in reverse to get it out. Every time you have those YouTube videos where people get stuck on train tracks, you're like, oh. yeah, just plant that one in the middle. Yeah, I mean, I've I've had my foreskin caught in a zip. Yeah, oh. down there, been there. Yeah, that was Fuck. painful, but a, a fucking train. Yeah, I, I don't think I'd cope. I think I like, I don't know how people hurt their dicks and like I just. <laughs> Carry on with life. Oh, yeah. the old kick it in the dick comedy. He's kicking in the dick, but then there's literally people that take that literally. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. James has now got now got a fetish too. <laughs> what did I tell you? That's right. Choo choo. Yeah, I can't I can't catch the eleven thirty to Brisbane without coming anymore. <laughs> <laughs> 
can't look down without saying no, this is no. choo choo. Yeah. Oh fucking hell! Yeah. Um, blow some smoke, <laughs> blow some smoke, baby. Another uh, another question I had: Where did the uh, where the Diablos come from? Just something uh, well, you're supposed Spanish, to agree on? Or? It's Spanish for the devil. Yeah, yeah. Which is where the emblem come from. I actually, my sister's an artist. Right. And she actually hand drew that logo. Okay. Yeah, Sweet. she actually hand draws all our artwork. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, and so we've run that devil theme through Buzz Off mm-hmm. and so forth, yeah. And then we've finished it off with graphic art, the surrounding stuff. But, yeah, the devil logo, every every iteration, that including the boathouse and, and all the Buzz Off stuff, yeah. it's all been hand drawn. Yeah, okay. We so started doing... Our like podcast that we haven't released mm. before we started doing comedy rooms, so that's what we thought. Oh, podcast Devil made us do it. Yeah, yeah, the Devil made yeah, us do it. That's where that'll be the name. That's when where yeah, 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 Diablos came from. Yeah, yeah, nice. Yeah, and the and the yeah, so the Devil, but yeah, she entered that and and everything. So yeah, that's that's, cool. that's ended up on everything. The business cards that we ordered a couple of shirts early days because we were keen. And, yeah, and then uh, and then we busted out of the box at Sunnybank and had uh, dragged a hundred. Hundred people into that theatre and sold out our first gig, which was really happy about. But now mm. we're uh, now we're turning two. Yeah, uh, two years now is it? In February years, it is. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, even though we did our first gig in October, mm-hmm. we had everything prepped and done and had as all the podcasts yep. still on the can. We've still got we've still got about twenty five podcasts we haven't released, so we may well do this year. So yeah, yeah, yeah. We've been I, we've been talking about. I think we'd things. have to go back and redo them because we've. But we aged. like, the, yeah, we like mm. the big as aged. Yeah, so it's such it's such <laughs> like even sometimes I'll be like on a rant on here and I'll be like, fuck, if anyone in the comedy community heard what I'm saying now, it would damage me, so to speak. Like, Yeah. Like, um, how, how could it, what could you possibly say that would damage you? I've just spoken about a fish biting me like twice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And you get up and talk about fingering dogs. <laughs> yeah, I know. This is, the man gets, this is the man who gets up and talks about fingering It took dogs. me so long to perfect that joke as well to get people to laugh at it. it imagine a, it imagine bombing for like a year on that joke, just going, I know there's something here and just going... Just like, can't quite put my finger. Yeah, or in it. Exactly. No, and actually, the only time that, um, and I love giving him his fucking praise when I can, but uh, Rob Brown that ran a room yeah. out in Ipswich, he pulled me aside one night and he goes, "Oh, maybe you should," because the jog, dog joke went a completely different way, and he's like, "Why don't you try this way?" Did it a couple nights later in a direction he said, and fucking yeah. like crushed, and I'm like, "Oh, yeah, thank yeah. God." Like, yeah. but yeah, I knew. Did th- your finger, Rob Brown? To, like, <laughs> yeah, okay. Thanks, thinking. mate. Yeah. 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 Here's a seizuring tablet. Yeah. <laughs> Don't do yeah. it that way. Do it this way. Yeah. Um, do you mentioned circles. Yeah, yeah. You mentioned before one of my favourite show to do for the Diablos boys is uh, Buzz Off. I've yeah. done it twice uh, yeah. now. Yeah, it's yeah. coming back in 24 too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Fuck yeah! yeah. I, I, I love that concept. The only thing I wish, like you boys know, some of my shit's a little dirty or whatever you want to fucking call it. Yeah. The only thing I like. I hate bombing, but part of me wants the buzzers to go it. off because yeah. I, I want to know that you think I'm disgusting sort of thing. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. But the twi- the two times that I've done it, that actually the first time I made it to, what do you get? You get eight seven minutes. Eight minutes. Seven and a half, eight minutes, yeah. Okay. I think I made it to like six and a half and I'm like, fuck, what am I going to, like I've done my dog bit and he's loved it. Like yeah. what else yeah. am I going to do? And then the second time I made it the full time and I'm like, oh. I need to write some dirtier jokes. Yeah, yeah. There's a bit of a there's a bit of a key to it. We've realised after doing you know half dozen of those shows, and uh, there's a couple of critical ingredients needed to it. It's something that you've got to cultivate, (laughs) and you've got to definitely get the right venue for. Yeah, and and so forth. But I mean, we was happy. I mean, those those 
those first three were sellouts, you know, and they were just screamers of nights. And and it was surprising to us, the comedians, that um, there was a couple that didn't want to do it. Yeah. We're actually frightened that it might have hurt their reputations okay. by being bust off. Yeah, yeah. Or their mental. Yeah, mm. or, or, or somewhat mental. But where we, where we really crafted that concept was in the basis of its focusing on entertaining the audience. Because I think sometimes this is where comedy goes a little wrong at open mic level is that people come on, they've practised their five minutes at home, they're intent on doing that material. Yeah. They're, they're drilled for that and nothing else. Mm-hmm. And that's understandable. And they get up and they do it regardless of what's happening. Yeah. Whereas to turn your attention to the audience a little and if you can lift your eyes, I guess, mm. and sort of look what's going on, sometimes you can you can sort of catch the yeah. catch the train, catch the vibe of the room and you can catch a catch a good laugh out of nowhere. Yeah. Like the Brad Pearson, you know, crack Barbie. It was yeah. just a beauty. It was yeah, just, yeah. It was totally organic, and it happened, and it and it lit the room, and uh, you know, good on Brad. And, you know, mm. he's, he's an accomplished MC and, and a and a and a good comedian. Yeah, definitely. Know? So, um, but what 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 you what you're doing at Buzz Off is really trying to cultivate a entertainment focused comedian. Yeah. And what you're also trying to do is when they really do bomb on a joke. You're trying to give them something, and and buzz off really focuses on giving something to the comedian because if people have touched their buzzers, mm. sometimes when you get a groan, sometimes comedians think that's a laugh, and sometimes it can be as good as a laugh. Maybe yeah. it's because as long as you can turn mm. around, twist it back. Yeah. But if you get buzzed, the crowd have told you something for free that you get to learn that that's the end of exactly. the show, yeah. and then you get to go away and work on that. Yeah. And for the comedians that recorded their material or whatever, and. Yeah. Want to look back on? I think I, I would like to hope they got great value out of for what Luke and I were doing. Is yeah. it's just saying, hey, for sure. Yeah, cause I remember. Well, I, I haven't had any negative feedback on it. It's no, no, everyone said it's positive. No, yeah. everyone loved it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember um, the times that I did it. Uh, you both came out to the green room or wherever we were. Yeah. Um, and you basically said that you're like, oh, if you, this is a good way to gauge if your jokes do or don't work, sort of thing. Because yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um, and. Up until, like, I don't know, without being a fucking arrogant tooting my own horn, within the last 12 months or so, I feel like I've, ta- I've taken a little leap to the next little level. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I've started to realise that, okay, some of the shit I'm saying isn't funny and I need to listen to what the crowd's saying and things like that. And even, um, I don't know, you, you guys probably don't remember, I got a relatively new showerhead bit that I, I think I did yeah, it in yeah, a couple yeah, of your rooms. Yeah. And there was one line in it that I did at Pimpermar and I did it at the Boathouse. And I'm like, this is a fucking funny line. The, the audience just doesn't understand it. Yeah. And then I did it. I had good chat a couple nights later and it was fucking sold out to the gills. And I did the same line and it, again, just silence. And I'm like, okay, it's, yeah. it's not funny. Like, and, and some of that we've enjoyed <clears throat> having the three rooms because they're like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Yeah. And the Monday one for us is interesting because the only real um, – room that's on Monday is Newmarket. Yep. So we understand, we always say to people, hey, if you get a chance to do Newmarket and they pull out, so we say, go and do Newmarket. This uh-huh. is what you should be doing. This is where you want to go. Yeah. This is where you want to take your comedy career. We're all behind you. Because some comedians ring some and say, oh, I feel really bad. I've got me five minutes in Newmarket. We say, no, go. Yeah. Go, do it. Do it. If you want to go better, mm-hmm. you know, they're, they're, these guys are putting it on. Go for it. Yeah. So we're, we're not against people, but we're also saying Boathouse a great place to do and cultivate new material. Definitely. And... At the end of the day, um, when you're doing Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, sometimes we're giving people, when we're booking, we intentionally see comedians who are really making the effort. And I say this to anyone listening, 
is if you're really making the effort, Luke and I, for our part, we we, we think we notice mm-hmm. and we and we try and help <coughs> cultivate in the in the space for you. Yeah, we don't think we're the be all and end all. We just think if we cultivate the space, sometimes if you can get three bookings and go Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And you're trying out that joke like you're talking, and then you're repeating it three yeah. different places in a row, yeah. night after night, and then it's not working, then that's a pretty good indicator, and you've wrapped yeah. that all up in one week. Definitely. Um, yeah. And so we encourage people to say, and almost the boathouse is the rawest place you can do it, um, and Parkwood's a bit more sanitised, and Pimpermars, you know, yeah. uh, 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 and they've got the crowd. So it's like just let it go, let it happen, mm. and see what you can do. And if you and if you end up with a joke out of it, and you take the effort and time to write the material, hopefully you'll be, you'll get a bit of a payoff out of that within a week. Yeah, I had that exact chat with a couple of boys because um, I think there's there's four of us that are in a bit of a group chat and we sort of throw premises around and it's it's been good actually that people are like oh that's probably a bit fucked up like <laughs> don't say that in public. Um, yeah. And we had a chat a couple of weeks ago that the way that you boys have set it up is perfect for us open micers to almost start with a premise on a Monday at a boathouse and if we can land a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday with you guys by Wednesday, hopefully we've got a you've got, somewhat... You've got a bit of feedback mm. from three, exactly. different, three different crowds. Yeah. It's fresh in your head Yeah, and if you want to tinker with it, well, come back and do it again. There's other places you're going. For sure. Like we, I mean, we come off a run, I think the most consecutive gigs we did day after day after day and we did a couple of doubles and triples in, is we did 15 gigs in a row. Yeah, okay. This year at one point and we did, and it ended with a... It ended with us doing. It started with three gigs, and then it ended us with doing our own three gigs, and then we did a couple of doubles, and we did a triple on a Sunday. I think we did um, Big Fork, Bloodhound, Walrus, yeah, and which are, which are all you know, all, all rooms with crowds and stuff brought yep. in. A Big Fork had about forty people. Bloodhound mm-hmm. had twenty twenty five, and Walrus was a sellout. Yeah, and I said to Luke before we started, we knew we had those bookings, and we just said, well, let's try and. Muster in some new material, and we'll give it a we'll give it a run at fifteen goes in a row if yeah. you want to. And we and and the other thing is we were working our way up to those big shows sort of quarterly. Yeah, is that we would work new material up to that show. That's the idea is to work up to that show, pre-record that show in a professional setting, mm-hmm. get a get a professional cameraman in to record that show, and then we'd have some reels which we were released. Yeah, and some of which we haven't. And, and, and for us, it was kind of the discipline. like, no, if the joke works, be prepared to burn it on the internet and yeah. and then force yourself to write some new stuff. So yeah, definitely. Hopefully it's working. We think we've gotten better over the years, you, but, yeah. you know, we're not. So it, yeah, it's such we a... We don't think we're Carl Barron. Exactly. That's, that's the thing. It's yeah. such a shitty thing to be in, like... You have to toot your horn, but at the same time, you yeah. just sound like such a well, cocky if, fuck. If you don't like, toot it, no one else is going to. Yeah, toot. exactly. And that's like and that's um, right. That's right. And yeah. that that's the thing with um, me wanting to post a couple of clips this year is like, I feel like eventually you have to do it. Um, and also the other reason for that is like my ten minutes seems to be tight at the moment, and I need to stop myself from just doing that ten. So I need to burn some jokes. Being comfortable. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and like over the last like. The break from work's been amazing. I've written so much new material and shit yeah. that I'm keen to try. And um, until I try it on stage, I'm like, at the moment, I'm like, this is fucking, this is great. Oh, yeah, the and last thing you wrote is the best <laughs> yeah. thing. And, and um, I don't even mind, you know, like I, I'll say this sketch we put up, it's our first one. I'm not going to bash myself up too hard about it, but we put it together. If it entertains a few people, hopefully it's topical and exactly. relevant to today. Um, will it stand the test of time? Who knows? But if a few people say it's fucked, I don't. I don't mind that. Yeah. Because, <laughs> sadly, it's the shitty Google reviews that probably make a better business. 
Yeah, if, probably. If you're prepared to accept them, <clears throat> yeah. rather than just say, oh, screw them, the audience is awful. Yeah. You know, or, or, or they don't get the joke. Mm. I mean, you really... I've, heard, I've actually heard a few comics do that. They'll go, oh, the crowd was shit, they didn't get my joke. Yeah. It's like, no, the crowd wasn't shit. Maybe just the way you delivered it. Yeah. Or yeah. Your yeah. timing was off, or maybe exactly you just throw it out. And again, 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 another person. People and like both of you have given me advice over the years as well, and I've said it on the podcast before. You can't sell it; it's worth nothing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but another little, um, another little uh, gem that I got was from Freddie Foot one night at Kickstart, yeah. and all the open micers were out the back going, "Oh, it's a shitty crowd." Blah blah blah, and he sort of stopped everyone and he goes, "It's not like you should be able to almost." mould a crowd to where you want them or you yeah. should have some joke that's going to break them and at least make them comfortable for the rest of your set sort of thing. And I was like, again, I, didn't, I just hear weird things and it sticks in my head for some I, reason. I agree with Freddie Foot. Like, yeah. like if, if one person, I mean, the other thing I, I took away early was that people want you to succeed. Yeah. They've, they've had a shitty life, they've had a shitty day, mm-hmm. um, they've had a car crash on the M1, who yeah. knows, yeah. Um, or they've been bitten on the dick. Yep. And, and, and <laughs> twice, what, twice. What, Don't what happens is they, they make the effort to get off their ass and come out to a pub or wherever you're performing to do comedy and it's one person in the crowd and it's like, well, they came and they're staying. You kind of owe it to them to yeah. give them your best. Yeah. And it's like, if you're not going to give them your best... <laughs> What are you doing? Exactly. That and, 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 and I also say to comedians, I, I say this and it's a it's a great testament. We was having Buzz off and Imogen Behan Willett. She was sick as a dog, poor girl. She was absolutely sick. And she said to me, she goes, Oh, she messaged me, she said, I, I don't feel well. And I said, Well you you do what's right for you. I don't ever force mm-hmm. anyone to perform. Um, you do what you do, but you know, it'll be appreciated if you you know, how, yeah. can we, how can we how can we make this easier mm-hmm. for you? And she said, I know it's random draw, but she said, if I could get on early and go, would that be okay? And I said, yeah, because I really applaud her attitude of actually, let's have a go. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's go and have a go. So for sure. We, so we did the random draw and we just pulled her name out third. I said, do you want to go third? And that's what we'll do. So we pulled the random draw out and whatever name was on that bit of paper was hers. Mm. And and so we, we pulled her out. And she got up there and, and she really impressed me because she did one amazing thing. She gave the best eight minutes of her comedic life. Yeah. She looked like death warmed up when she got there. She gave the best eight minutes I've seen her ever do mm. and the enthusiasm just wasn't any different to every time I've ever seen her perform. Yeah, nice. And then she got off and she and she near dragged herself out the door. Yeah. And I just remember thanking her. I said, you know, I, I'm really impressed by you just your, your ability to say... Okay, I'm having a shitty night. Yeah. I don't feel well. And I'm not encouraging sick people to perform. I'm just saying what was impressive about it is she gave her best ten minutes to us. Yeah, definitely. And then and then she, she pulled out and went back to do what she did. But yeah. she, she showed up and she gave now if you think of all the people who go on to a professional level mm-hmm. and they're booked out months and years in yeah. advance, like their twenty twenty four dates yeah. are advertised. What do they do? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I I like to always spin it back to, and I don't know if it's a little bit too fucking fruity for you guys, but I don't know if you've seen the Katy Perry documentary. 
No, I haven't. Okay, so... I've only seen the bit where Russell Brand leaves her with the text. That's it, yeah. So she's getting... She's on the launching pad to go up on stage to perform to yeah. thousands of people. Russell Brand sends her a text message saying, I want to get divorced. She's bawling her eyes out. Yeah. And they're like, all right, Katie, you got to go up. She's lift, laying on the table and she can't even move. Yeah, she can't move. She can't do anything. She drops her phone. The lift goes up and she just, like, clicks her fingers or something. And she's and Katy Perry. She's Katy Perry for this whole yeah. performance. And I'm like, yeah. that's fucking crazy. And that's the bit of, like, the Beyonce book. I've read... I, Sorry, I read the Beyonce book. Um, the auto, the also known as the Subaru Forester hand guide. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you probably also known as the hand action. The hand action. Yeah, put a ring on it. But I mean, it's the same thing. It's like these people create a persona. In hmm. her case, the old Sasha Fierce, and they they just go on stage, yep. drop, drop the drawbridge on themselves, and say, "I am." Yeah, yeah. And and on they go. Totally know how they feel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what I was going to say. Nowhere near to the extent they feel. But I've said it on the podcast as well. Nine times out of ten, when I leave this house, both kids are screaming. My yeah. missus is angry at me because I'm leaving to go tell fucking dick jokes for five minutes on yeah. the other side of Brisbane. To strangers. Yeah, to strangers that are probably going to hate what I'm going to say. But as soon as I hit that stage, I'm like, it sucks, but it's... Half worth it, if that makes what sense. Kids? Yeah, what yeah, kids? yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah. Fucking. Luckily for me, though, she's so supportive and fucking. On your podcast, me. which is an amazing achievement, <laughs> yeah, I, I might add. Comes on here and roasts me every second yeah, week. Yeah, I know. there's a bit of vengeance. There is. There is. Um, have you got anything else to throw out? Oh, gotcha. I think we've covered a lot. We've covered Diablos. Yeah, we've covered. Good. Buzz yeah, off. We, we we as I said we had a big twenty. 23, we, yeah. as I said, we did nearly 200 gigs each. Yep. Um, 58 of those gigs were ours, uh, just recapping numbers. Yep. Um, and we were really happy about, you know, what yeah. we achieved in that, but we, we, we came to make 2024 a big one. For sure. Um, we've got some other rooms that we're in discussions with. Okay, that's and, cool. And buzz off, we're looking um, to re, uh, relaunch that in 24. We just think uh, there's two things we like about it. One is it's entertainment focus. Yep. And the other is that it gives probably double the opportunity to comedians. Mm -hmm. um, one is within the performance to entertain and also focus on their work. Yeah. And the other, and the other is it, it's double the number. We yeah, yeah. utilise double the number of comedians we do for a normal show. So yeah, actually, definitely. You know, within yeah. three shows we racked up a, a forty-eight performances, mm -hmm. yeah. which is forty-eight spots. Yeah. Which is great. Like last year, it worked out we gave out nearly verging on five hundred spots. Okay. Out of Diablos, out of this little venture that we started. So it's nuts, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Luke and I work together well. We we don't we don't consider the work a fifty fifty mm -hmm. proposition because I just don't get involved in some of the things that Luke does within that within that business frame, and he doesn't get involved in some of the things I do within the business frame. We just yep. we just know that that's our job. I think we discussed for anyone. Um, Getting into a comedy partnership or, or, or the like, um, they're always welcome to call us. Yeah, yeah, and have a chat to either of us. I'm sure. What, um, what I what I also like with the way you two run everything. I don't know how you do it or whatever, but I can be messaging Mick about something, and all of a sudden Luke already knows about it or something. Or like I'll rock up to a gig, and I would have organised it with Luke, and Mick already knows. Fucking oh, James is here to do fucking seven minutes, and it just feels like. Almost the two people are messaging the one person, and I know the other person's going to know what's going talk on. About you both. Yeah, I know. yeah, it's because we're oh, Jimmy wants to come and do his <laughs> yeah. fucking dog bit again. And, and, and if we can throw a plug out, we talk about Mamone and Fowler turning on their backs, and we did before this started. Yeah, 100%. let's not start another war. Yeah, um, but no, we do. We we have open lines of communication. Yeah, uh, I know it sounds corny. Yeah. 
and I do say comedy wife, but it does feel like that some days. Yeah, for sure. Is that, is that literally we do uh, we do communicate daily? Yeah, lots of yep. the time daily. Um, but generally, as it, as it comes to spots and that, we we sort of advertise them open, mm-hmm. and then we try and close them. Yeah, because it's just. We're working to normal day jobs, so there's a lot of over-admitting if you let it get that way. Definitely. And we've got a system, and it works. And we know it's not for other yeah. people because there's a lot of handling, mm. but we know it works. Yeah, yeah. So we're happy to stick to it, whereas other people might use spreadsheets. Yeah. I, I'm not a fan of Google Sheets. I understand why the big clubs would do the mm-hmm. Google Sheets because of the amount of inquiries they get. Yeah. I'm not a fan of the send me a Google Sheet. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I can attest to this, I hope, is that everyone we, that's ever messaged us about a room, I would say 99.9% of the time, unless I've been sick or crook or there's something going on with my mm. family, we've always gotten back to people. Yeah, I've never had an issue And, yet. and, and, and I haven't heard of anyone else. We've tried else. to do it in a timely manner. Sometimes we can't because we've got that much inquiry over a Definitely. room. Definitely, yeah. And, and that's not blowing trump. Sometimes that happens. Sometimes it doesn't. But a lot of the time it does. So you get a lot of inquiry. We seem to be able to work with a lot of people. I think we've been through nearly 120 different comedians from our rooms and we want to thank them while we've got the chance. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but, yeah, no, for their time and talent. And we, and we like to say thank you when people have come and done the shows. We yeah, see it as a, a mutual exchange. I think you give your time and talent. We get the fortune of the privilege of, of running the room mm-hmm. and, and they get the spot and... Everyone walks away and no one asks anyone anything. That's always the, the tone that we've taken with rooms. For sure. Um, we've, we've, we've been comics, open mic comics for years and yeah. we've tried through different rooms and we've seen things that we've really loved and yeah. we've seen things we haven't and we think we'd like to know we're comfortable with how we'd like to be treated so that's how we sort of work. Yeah, definitely. That's our philosophy on how we work. Yeah. But yeah, no, we we think we provide a without sound too corny a pretty pretty reasonable space to yeah, come do comedy. Yeah, I fucking I love doing your rooms. I haven't heard a bad word personally. Everyone yeah. I know that I talk to in the community loves doing your rooms, and I'm, I'm sure they would. Yeah, yeah. Know, if they had something definitely. to say in that openly voice, and I hope if they had a problem, that openly voice to us. I'm I'm sure there's I'm sure there's a handful of people we can't please everybody. And yeah, I know that some people have a bad day, and there's got nothing to do with us mm-hmm. too. When a lot of people, you know, if they if they angry about things, often it's not the person you're projecting it onto. Oh, 100%, yeah. So you don't take it too personally Question if people you. did. Yeah. When are you going to get Bill Cosby on? <laughs> I'm keen to get him on. Yeah. I reckon he'd go well. I mean, yeah. Like, you may not remember anything that happened. Yeah, yeah. What's your can't get anywhere yeah. story, Bill? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, fuck I it I spent two months in prison. Yeah. <laughs> I can top yeah. you. I, I, I once spoke to a bloke that got his dick bitten by a toadfish. <laughs> I can't, Twice. <laughs> I, can't, I can't do a Bill Cosby, but if I did, I'd say, well, I'd like to say. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, I used, to, I used to watch the Brown Hornet. Really? Yeah, I, the I, Cosby show. I've never, seen, I've never seen anything Bill Cosby at all. The only reason I've got that is because Ash that I started the podcast with, he moved to the sunny coast. Yeah. He was clearing out his garage. He bought like this old Mac fucking computer. I like it. He bought that. And he also bought a comic book over there, which isn't on display because it's... Considered Nazi memorabilia. <laughs> so well, we'll have to have a look at it. Yeah. <laughs> You've come back to Let me be the judge of that. I've got, I've got some stamps we... from World War II that got Hitler all over it. Yeah, no. Nice. Can we finish on this? Yeah. Because this is something that probably doesn't happen at open mic level, but I do love it. Okay. Is impressions. Like, no one's mm. probably at a stage where they're confident enough to do an impression. Yeah, you don't see a lot of it, do you? You don't see a lot of it. Like, face anyone? 
And then the <laughs> and then the odd time you do see it, you know, it can vary. Yeah, but it's, it's it's not so bad. But and I always challenge Luke to this: Is there an impression that you can do, or is there, is there anyone you can do an impression of? I don't think so. Every every now and then I can tap into like South Park characters, but I have to be almost Timmy. watching. <laughs> yeah, Timmy. have another drink. <laughs> yeah. come on. Give us La- last week's episode, I was pretty drunk and I was doing a little bit of Cartman here and there, but it wasn't it wasn't good Cartman. Go on, do a do a dog fingering joke for this Cartman. <laughs> I want to see this. I don't know if I can. Oh, can you guys that, do that episode where I've Cartman's got one? Got what have so you got? So you do one, I'll do mine. Oh fuck! I feel like I'm. Uh, I'll tell you who mine is. Yeah, go go. I'll tell, I'll tell you who yeah, I absolutely, I absolutely love his voice and know that it's not his. Okay, he, it's him doing an impression of something. And what is it? Gilbert Gottfried. Okay, yeah, yeah. I love Gilbert. Gottfried. Yeah. I love listening to Gilbert Gottfried. It's just like, and so I've been working on this. Yeah, go. No, no, no. All right. No, no. no you got to get your Cartman out. And All right. Uh, yeah, it. Oh no, that's more fucking. Uh, b- All right. Uh, Okay, this it's not going to be Cartman, but it's going to be South Parky. Yeah, come on, guys. This is uh, oh, nah, so I can't. Like I can't. Yeah, I can't fucking do it. <laughs> I reckon I've got to take the go, head, go, I'm go, go. Take the headphones off to do it. Okay, yeah, that's cool. What was what was the fish? The bitcher? Toadfish. Toadfish. Fish. Yeah. Right. Let me let me have a go. Here we go. Gilbert Gottfried. Okay. Okay. Luke Lewis got bitten on the dick by a toadfish. <laughs> a toadfish. That fish is traumatized. <laughs> That's not bad. It's, it's well, terrible. Traumatized. It's, it came back in seconds. <laughs> but it's still—it's it, still a terrible. Yeah. It's still terrible because it's off the count. But it's still—it's still a terrible impression. But I just—I would love to yeah, see. Yeah. be now that you mentioned it, I don't think I've seen any. I would love to see more open mic comedians have a go at a good impression because I reckon they're in there. Mm. They just don't have the confidence. That's to, the thing. Like if I'm if I'm drunk with mates, I'll be dropping. Like um, impersonations everywhere. Who do you of, think? Who do you think is the best one you do? Just impersonating someone's voice. I don't know. Like, I, like it could be Bob Hawke. It could be. You know, nah, I don't do ah, any of that. It's more. Ah, it's more like cartoons and stuff that I yeah. watch. All lines. Oh, I um. From movies. Yeah, my barber that I used to go to. He used to just be able to nail every cartoon character, and it was it was crazy. He was like the Mel Blank, <laughs> and he was a barber. Yeah, yeah, Fuck. for sure. <laughs> Poor bastard. Fucking Luke? hell. Yeah, Luke, who you got over there? Oh fuck! I used to do heap when I was a kid, but it's one of those things you yeah you I know doing it. Um, fuck! This is my impression oh, of I don't know. Uh, off Fat Albert, one of the characters. Albert, Duba, Fab Albert. Anyway, we're just putting it out there. So yeah. if you come into our rooms, we'd like to see more impressions. Hundred percent. We'd like to see more bad attempts at impressions because if you get it right, it's amazing. I'm trying and to if think. You get it wrong. It's amazing. <laughs> I'm trying to think of people I definitely know listen to the podcast, but fucking it's slipping Joe my Rogan. Yeah, yeah, Joe Rogan. Joe if you're doing a Diablo's room next week, drop a fucking <laughs> impression. The Mothership. Cosby. Hey, see us at the Mothership for fucking our impressions. Yeah. Yeah. When are you boys kicking back off? Uh, so we kick off uh, next week. Yep. Um, 15th? Monday the... 15th, I think it is. Yeah, Monday the 15th yep. at the Boathouse and then 16th, Parkwood and 17th, Pimpamar. Beautiful. Wednesday. So, yeah, we're back into We've had a four-week break, which has been lovely, but, uh, yeah, we'll put the sign-out sheets yeah. on Bruce Giggs. Perfect. Um, along with probably launching our little uh, skit with uh, Jimmy Messon and can't get any worse. Fuck, yeah. Podcast. Love it, boys. Thanks for coming in. Thanks for all the uh, opportunities you've given young comedians like me out there. And um, oh, Well, for a stepping stone, mate, that's all we, that's all we can ever 
B right. yeah. to people is that if we play a small part, we're just we looking for a really good comic to come through so we can ride their coach. <laughs> yeah, fucking <laughs> up. Yeah. Yeah. Here I am, boys. For the, for the rest of their career, we'll say Jimmy Misson. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's yeah. ours. Yep. Yeah. No, here's, no, a, no. here's a clip of him dropping the N word at the boat house. <laughs> <laughs> we don't, we don't, uh, yeah, no, we don't condone any of that sort of nah. he's ours business. We're yep, just yep. like, we're a, we're a step down. Any, any good comedian going around, and you look at the up and comers, you look at guys like. Um, Jared Fitzpatrick. Mm-hmm. I mean, even yourself, you know, like, but you look at Jared Fitzpatrick and you look at EJ Mann and these comedians really coming along. Yeah. Um, you know, Ben Hunter's another young guy that's yeah. talented. And, I mean, Peter James, guys like Peter James, I mean, there's that much talent in that bloke. Yeah. You yeah. can't understand why someone has nabbed him now and, Definitely. and, and made him yeah. a household name. For sure. Absolutely. We had him do a big show earlier this year. We were, I mean, we were just thrilled. Mm-hmm. We were just absolutely thrilled Peter James come down and do oh, that. Just, yeah. That's very we, we just Yeah, yeah. That, that's the thing. Like, you. I'd love to get, like, Peter James is one of my favourites and I'd love to get him in here for an hour and just fucking shoot the shit with him. But oh. it's so... It's, again, it's like the bombing thing that I've got to get over. It's just like send the message. Like he's, he might say yes, or he might but, say. But he's, you know, I mean, that guy's like got a six shooter. Oh yeah, in yeah. His brain. And yeah. You, I reckon you could throw a can up in the air, yeah. and he just shoot six jokes into it before it hit the ground. Definitely, he's, he's amazing, and we yeah. we were very lucky to have him, and we appreciated what he did with us and for us. Yeah, because we asked him a few questions later, and he gave us some great, yeah, great pointers. So yeah, yeah I can't, I can't. Uh, I can't be so I, I can't be too excited. I think it's great that there's that talent coming through out of Definitely. Yeah. and um, and and Southeast Queensland for sure. And so yeah, good more power to Beautiful. All right, thanks for coming in, boys, and uh, we'll see you at a show soon. Yep, absolutely. See you later. <laughs>